<laughs> and back into round three. Back to <laughs> it. I'm in both camps. He's I an like anomaly. Him. Yeah. Like, I like him back with the cane with the boys. <laughs> this is Dem Bones taking over. <laughs> Welcome back to the Jojatorium. Well, I think number two, whenever uh, it was, we found the the German Scheiser porn. That's not a lot of each other. You're in twerk classes over there. That's what yeah, you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the fitness class. Working on them TikTok videos you like so much. Dead face. Got right in front of you. Welcome back to the Judge Tour. You know who it is. It's Adam. It's Matt. We're decaying with the boys, and we are leaving AEW and joining ECW. So we have merch, we got shirts, we got mugs, we got hoodies, we even got clocks. So we teamed up with Redbubble to bring you the best gear from the depths of the Jojatorium. Our link is in the summary of this episode if you're watching us on YouTube or listening to us on your favorite podcast platform. And right now, if you send us a confirmation of your order, we will send you some extra free gear to go alongside those new threads. We can't have the show without your support. So thank you for letting everyone know that the boys sent you. I'm happy to say we have another guest. What's up? This is wonderful. We have John from Dem Bones Brewing. What up, guys? How's it going? I'm so happy to have you here, man. I'm happy to be here. I've been excited, you know, for a long time to get on this. Absolutely, man. And it's great. Uh, Taylor from Abjuration linked us up. And so thank you to Taylor for that. And it's it's cool to have you here, man, because we've been like following your IG for a while and, and you do some incredible stuff. Um Honestly, it was blowing my mind. Uh, we were talking <laughs> off mic about the label system and everything. We're going to get into all that. But um, before we start to get into anything, just if you could let everyone know where can they find you, like where what your socials, you have a website. So let everyone know where they can find you. Yeah, so you can find me on both Instagram and Facebook at just Dembones Brewing. And then you can check out my website for merch at DemBonesBrewing.com. Some uh, Dembones merch, some homebrew, funny T-shirts. Stuff like that. Try and update some T-shirts that everybody likes, and not just have to buy Dem Bones Brewing stuff. So some yeah. glasses too. I got some good glasses on there. So cool, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I have, uh, I'm going to buy the uh, the Beer Dad shirt. Yeah. I'll definitely get one of those. That's, <laughs> my, that's my lane. My wife was like, "You have to do those." You know? <laughs> beer Dad, Beer yeah. Mom, Beer Kids. Like, I love it, man. And it, that's that's my lane. I'm a Beer Dad through and through. Same. Yeah. Same. Proud of it. So. You are a prolific home brewer. You make some of the best beers in the Berg. And I understand you brought us a couple beers here. So, hey, man, take it away. It's round one. You brought some beers, put them together. Call it round one beers. What are we drinking? All right, man. So I've been doing a split batch series, Hazy IPA, for I think this is the fifth and sixth uh, editions of this. So I've been using the same grains and basically the same hops up until the dry hop. So these two beers, this is the first one, nice little Squid Games uh, label on these guys. Um, this is uh, Centennial Chinook and then Lupo Max Citra. So this is focused on Lupo Max Citra. Okay. So um, first time for me brewing with Lupo Max, I only did about 50% of the regular hops. And uh, I think you go up a little bit. It, it's, okay. it's not fully Citra, but uh, it's still good, really good. So I'm excited for you guys to crack into these and gotta do what taylor yeah, did right you know? on the mic 
get paid in sound Ooh. effects. And we have it's a we have a fan. Yeah, that's oh, the yeah, cool he thing. Knows. He already knows. When we got fans on the podcast. Yeah, I had to bring two beers so we could all get a, a nice pour out of these too. This is wonderful, man. Thank you so much. You want to just start yours? Yeah. And uh, again, if you guys want to find out what's going on with Den Bones Brewing, you just search them out, Den Bones Brewing, on uh, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, what else? And the website. Uh, the website. For the most part, Instagram is where I post yeah. everything. Yeah. Facebook is tagged on all my Instagram posts. So it, nice. it'll get like the secondary, everything that Instagram allows Facebook to, yeah. to duplicate. But the, Instagram is my main yeah. source of uh, material. Cool, man. Yeah. And uh, you, you, aside from posting like the brewery stuff, you also post some funny stuff too. So the content is, uh, it cracks me up. I try to, man. I'm, I love laughing. Like, and, and it's all about just having fun. Yeah. So like, there's so many like real videos and I'm just like, oh my God, I can relate so much to this in, yeah. <laughs> in brewing. So I, I, I goof around. Everybody says I'm stupid, but. Hey man. But you're having a blast, and that's yeah. what really matters, you know? And I can tell you right now, your fun translates through this beer. This is a fun beer. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, man. Uh, the dankiness is right on point. I get the nice sweetness on there, too. The, the body of it's perfect. Yeah. It's pillowy. It's so cl- this... It's, you know, like your tongue's in a cloud. I, yeah. That is, it's, it's the best way. It's how I like my New England's and my hands. Yeah, so thank like, you. It's, yeah. it's the, the grist build. Definitely don't change it. Yeah. Just keep playing with the hops. I think that's the perfect idea. It's, yeah, it's so this good. This line's cool, too, because um, you really get to see what this hop brings. Like, the next beer is Galaxy. Yeah. Now, Citra is a small part of the dry hop that I did in all of these beers. You only have one um, main hop in that because it's all Citra. But the Galaxy is a small charge of Citra in it, too. But you can really taste the difference. And, like, I don't even know if the Galaxy was, like, a great, uh, like, lot. But, like, you get some fruitiness, but you kind of get, like, the earthy tones that... Uh, I do get, like, the newer Galaxy crop, I do get a lot of earthiness. Yeah. yeah. So, it, it's, it's a different hop than it was It doesn't ruin it. Right. But... It's just not what you expect. Yeah, it's it's not as fruity and, like, punch you in the face, like... Yeah. No, it's just, like, it rolls, it's even, great color, great body. This, this is, was actually the first time that I did water chemistry, too. So... I take yeah. um That's a common theme we're hearing. We're the same yeah. <laughs> the hazy I have one right now is the first one I did. Yeah. It's like a full balloon water. A machine. process where, you know, you want to dive in with so much things, you know, we got all this nice equipment. I want to learn how to do that. And yeah. I knew that water like chemistry and building a water profile was going to take a while for me to fully understand. Right. And I just bought the uh Brewfather recipe okay. uh, maker. I upgraded from like Brewer's Friend, which I just did it cuz I could do it on my phone and then you know, I'm like, no, I got to get into like it's right at your fingertips and you can update it. Oh man. I love it. I, I bought a MacBook just so I could nice. get a, a brew software on the MacBook. So cool, man. I love it. This is the first beer cause I installed an RO system and, uh, I, I think it turned nice. out pretty good. Yeah. Very nice. I agree with that wholeheartedly. This yeah, turned I out was, great. I was watching the pH on mine through la through the later part of last year. Mm-hmm. And then this year I went full-blown mm-hmm. from that hazy i got a red ale in there now with full water chemistry but i use the same app and it's nice because you can use it on your macbook but if you have to update something real quick you can do it on the self yeah, yeah. If you, if and it'll out- update it across the cloud all oh the that's cloud. cool yeah. so it's it's so, it's a great so it's kind of like you can central hub it to everything yeah. else that's awesome yeah man. it just links up so like 
if I'm at work on lunch and I'm just sitting there, I'm like, get, get an idea. Let me let me start playing with a recipe yeah. for you know the next brew, and then like uh, Adam said, it it links so when you flip over your computer, that batch that recipe is is sitting in there. That's yep. so cool, man. So then, like, yeah, you can kind of just like ideas on the go. Exactly. That's, That's what really I like awesome. about it. The MacBook layout is super simple too. You can type in all of your um, like my system. Yeah. It's all pieced together. But I've kind of learned, like, you know, I need this much water for the sparge. Well, I started typing in all those volumes, and it remembers it, and then it updates everything else. You know, how much volume you need for the sparge. It's awesome. It's just like, why didn't I do this, like, years ago? It's that that constant uh, progression and finding new things out. And we're going to get to know more about how that worked out. But I have to remind you, you are sitting in the battle dome. You are facing off against other guests. The highest rated guest this year wins the Jojatorium Award for best guest during our New Year's, I guess, New Year's Eve bash. I don't know. It'll be the end of the year awards. We'll yeah. figure it out. Year end awards. Yeah, year end awards. And you have some stiff competition right now, but I'm pretty confident that you're going to bring some heat. Oh, man, I'm, I'm blasting this on social media. <laughs> blasting it to the moon. Wonderful. You know, everywhere. Gonna be Stories, our reels. I'll be on this multiple times just to get views up. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be our year-end awards. I think we're going to call them the Maddies. Hey, man, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I like that. Finally get some recognition up in here. Yeah. Are we just going to send them the random wrestlers that we like to? Yeah. Like, oh, our best wrestler of the year. We really like to. Kenny Omega and just randomly send one to Winnipeg and see if he gets it. Britt Baker's like, who sends me stickers? What is this? It's <laughs> I'll a, just take it over to her uh, dental puppy. office. <laughs> down in Florida? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Adam got on a charter jet and got down to Florida to deliver a sticker. Nah, I'll drive it. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about homebrewing. So in you're as professional as homebrewing gets. So where you are now, huge. You, you took a lot of years to build that up. But when you got started, what got you rolling into homebrew? It's it's a funny story. So I always loved beer. And I had a single kegerator. And filling it up, I'm like, I need more draft beer on tap. So I found a barback kegerator that had, you know, two tap towers and it was huge. I mean, uh, almost seven foot or six foot long. Got that, fixed it all up so it could have six beers on tap. And this was a while ago. It was uh, football playoffs. Me and my buddy, we bought three kegs. It was like 300 and some dollars to fill. And we drank half of it in like the two days of football playoffs. And I was like, I got to figure out a way to get this cheaper. Uh, and then my brother and I were like, let's go buy a homebrew kit. I wonder if I could fill this with homebrew. So that's what we did. It started with just good old South Hills brewing, uh, one of their home kits, some buckets over the stove. We did two, it was a mosaic IPA and uh oatmeal stout nice. that we did in the same weekend. And it just skyrocketed from there, man. It went from like already trying to create my own recipes that turned out terrible to um, <laughs> building then a little like electric system, which I quickly realized that like two gallons of beer was not enough for yeah. me. So, <laughs> but my goal was at that time, you know, I wanted to have a five gallon keg to, to fit in the, um, the kegerator. That was a good beer that, you know, I could brew five gallons on. So that was the goal is brew a beer that's good enough that, could go in five gallons yeah and then once i got to the the level of like having a couple beers that were good enough i just 
started seeing like all this cool equipment and i'm like I love this so much. Yeah. I gotta go for all the all the good equipment. Right, and your your Instagram shows a ton of equipment, and, and of course the expansion is huge. What was the first major piece that you added on to start working towards like a different style or more capacity? What was the first thing you're like, I have to have that? I had a custom spike kettle made. So originally I started with one kettle and basically made the solo system before they had the solo system. So I had a port welded up high for recirculation. I bought a, a basket, like a grain basket, stainless steel. And then I had a whirlpool port, a port down below, temperature sensor, and then a tri-clamp um, heating element. Yeah. So I built, uh, I'm an electrician by trade. Okay. So I took a lot of motor controls class and I'm like, I can build one of these controllers. That's so awesome. So I did. Uh, yeah. Bought all the stuff and I built it only for one kettle and uh slowly started to brew on that a few times and i'm like it's not enough beer like it was yeah. only a 15 gallon kettle and then um i ended up buying a uh spike or uh, not a spike um ss brewtech unitank one of the 14 uh gallons okay those were the first two big pieces of equipment and then it just spiraled real hard out of that so what, what that. size are you brewing now yeah so I upgraded to a 20-gallon spike mash ton, and then I have a 20-gallon uh, SS Brewtech e-kettle. Okay. So I can do the – it's pretty much around 18 gallons at okay. a time. Very nice. So I have the one barrel, mm -hmm. uh, but I have to brew twice to fill it, which was okay. – that was a whole nother story. I drove to Brooklyn, New York, and won an eBay bid. Yeah. And I got that thing for $1,500. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's so a deal. That's it was, a deal. I wanted to upgrade to a half barrel. Yeah. And I was like, I'll sell one of my Unitanks. And then my wife and I drove out and we picked it up. And uh, it was just because it was a jacketed fermenter, you could do half batches. I'm like, That's great. You know, I have the versatility to do half barrel or full, full barrel. one barrel. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. awesome, man. So out of all the equipment that you use to expand and you're finding higher production, your quality is going up and you're finding different methods to make uh, some brews that you really wanted to, you know, get your, get your mind wrapped around. Is there a piece of equipment that you use now that you were like, man, it's almost like, it's my baby. I had it at first. I wanted to just bring it with me. Is there something that still stays around? Not really. I mean, <clears throat> if there's one piece of equipment that I built and can't get rid of just cause like. My mind's like, I can't spend the money to upgrade that. It would be my control panel. So, like, I probably built it for, like, 500 bucks. Okay. And now I've equipped it to have, you know, be able to switch between two kettles. Mm -hmm. It can't control them both at the same – or heat them at the same time, but a toggle switch for them. I, I can't get myself to buy, like, a professional one, like an SS Brewtech one. Yeah. It's just, like, I built this, got it for so cheap. I could upgrade somewhere else you know, before then, before I upgrade that. Yeah. Yeah. You can't get too attached to any piece of equipment yeah, in the homebrew game. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I, you know, I was going to ask like, so the, I mean, you're definitely, and I, and working with you as much as I do, you know, I see how pieces of equipment, like, Hey man, you're talking about high temperature. You're talking about big demand on liquid tra transfers and everything. So some things have to start breaking down and eventually you have to look at something and say, sorry, old yeller, you're, it's time, you know, just outgrow it. That, yeah. That's most of what I've gotten rid of. Yeah. Yakura. But I still have like three boil kettles over there. I just got to put them online and sell them. Like, I'm yeah. never going back. If, if I have to go back, I'll just brew a half batch in what I got. Right. Know, like, 
Yeah, once you get the new equipment, it's you're not going back. It's right. like you forget how to brew on the old equipment oh, in yeah. a way because it's like Stove different top numbers. Stovetop will be hard now. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I could never keep my temperature like right. set to begin with, and now it's like a click of a button, and it's like set exactly where I, yeah. I need it for every process, the fermenting, like boiling, mash. I have a rim system so the mash stays you know, nice. set. Just like I can't go back to that. Right. No. That's awesome, man. Uh, so in the midst of homebrewing, and we know this, it's not an exact science as much as we want it to be an exact science. But, of course, with tinkering and working through things, you find some pretty big successes. So can you kind of point to one of your beers or, or even like a method you implement or like this is the biggest success I have as a brewer? Right now, it would be my uh, flow meter that I use. Yeah. So. The instructions that SS Brewtech gives you for, like, uh, carving your beer inside one of their unit tanks, I tried that method. Not only was I getting beer back in the CO2 line, but it was always coming out flat. Yeah. And I tried messing with it. It wasn't really working. So I looked up on online and was trying to find videos of how these pro brewers, you know, carve their beers. And somebody mentioned a flow meter. And uh, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. So you can actually create a formula to figure out how long and at what it's uh, liters per minute on your flow meter that okay. you dial in on how long it takes to actually carb your beer. So I was watching this. I'm like, this is great. And I tried it. Ever since then, I've never had an undercarb beer. So your success came from yeah, your analyzation and bringing in new peas. Checking out some YouTube videos, kind of blending them together. Now, the YouTube video that I watched, they had a Zomenagle to check. And I'm like, well, yeah, I don't have one of those yet. But, you know, it gets you in the ballpark. You yeah, know, right. if you can figure out the formula to roughly get it like 2.5 volumes, then you're in the ballpark. That's better than not knowing at all. Oh, right. And then also with the flow meter, you can see how stuck your carb stone is. Cause yeah. You can see how much is going through it. Right. There's a lot of times, like I just clean my carb stones um, for the, this beer. Cause I'm like, these are gunked up. Like, I don't even know if I'll be able to get anything flowing through them, cleaned them and then went to carve these. And I was like, fingers crossed. And they were perfect. And I mean, the yeah. flow meter has a little ball. It just bounces up and down and you can dial it in on like how many liters per minute. And boom, it's like, I could have went all the way up to 1.5 or, I, w I think I went with a half liter per minute this time just to kind of slow it down. Yeah. Cool, man. So, of course, with success comes failure. And sometimes failures are funny because we can sit back and laugh about them. So, or, and sometimes they're a bit devastating. And we've heard some horror stories. Um, what is the worst thing that's happened to you in the brewing process? I put out a wheat beer this summer and... It was in the midst of us traveling on vacation to um, Kentucky, and um, I didn't properly take the time to do the adjuncts. So I did a one-barrel batch. It was the first one-barrel batch that I did, right? Wheat beer, super basic. We had a uh, block party coming up and then also a retirement party. I'm like half barrel for both of them. Yeah. So one was going to be a wheat man mango wheat beer. It's going to add mangoes on it. And the other one was going to be a lemon mint wheat beer. Oh, wow. Okay. That sounds really interesting. Excuse me. And um, so I've done that one before and it turned out good. So when I did the lemon, went lemon mint wheat beer, I did lemon zest, soaked it in alcohol, 
let it sit for like a week or so. Well, I didn't do that before the time that I needed it done. So I ended up going and getting like Minute Maid lemonade and trying to like pour it yeah. like in there. And what I had to do is couldn't make both those beers in the same fermenter in right. the Unitank. Right. So I yeah. kegged one of them and I was pouring this, you know, lemon mint extract and uh, the lemon zest into it. Or well, not the lemon zest, but the, the Minute Maid. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, this will work. And then I go to put the mangoes in and I got, I just wanted like a light mango taste. So I got these frozen mango chunks, dropped them in. I kegged that. That beer came out so incredibly bitter. It was terrible. And I'm like, I added fruit. Like, mm -hmm. what gives? So I started researching. And mangoes can give you a bitter taste. And uh, I believe it's because I didn't add, like, you need to add a ton of fruit. Even if you want a little taste, right. you just got to not have that beer sit on it that long. Yeah. So what I did was add a little bit thinking it would add a little flavor. And then you did a lot. It came out so bitter. <laughs> and, like, I'm panicking the, like, days before the, the block party. I got, like, pure mango juice. We juiced mangoes, like, poured it all in. It was terrible. <laughs> and, like, you know how it is. If you brew something and you taste something that's wrong, you can't get that out of your mind. Yeah. It's just, like, it's there. So people are like, oh, no, I really like this. I'm like, no, it's, that's garbage. Yeah. That's straight garbage. <laughs> You're walking around knocking out people's hands like, don't drink that. And then the lemon mint wheat beer, it was like, dude, this this just sucks. Like, <laughs> like straight up, the, the lemon's not there, the mint. Like, I, I think I used peppermint instead of regular mint. or I did something just because I couldn't yeah. find it. I'm like, they both got dumped. I like have, I have not been brave enough to use mint. Yeah, it's, anything for that so, reason. I'm like so scared of mint. For sure, man. It's, it's actual, so temperamental. Actual mint leaves. So like I tried when I did this beer the first time. I tried muddling some mint leaves, putting it in alcohol, and if you muddle them just like slightly too much, they turn grassy, mm -hmm. and that's what had happened. I'm like, this is disgusting. So like I get just gave up that, and so I was gonna do mint extract for that, mm -hmm. but that beer turned out terrible too. Literally, I have two like half barrel kegs of each just sitting in my basement full. I tried draining one yeah. today and like, it just, it was giving me a problem. I'm like, you gave me a problem from the start yeah. to the finish. And that's like <laughs> literally the biggest thing that I've learned that was a failure, but it's like, it sucks. I wasted a one barrel of beer yeah, and then yeah, like freaking like probably like six pounds of mangoes oh and God, actually man. more than that. Cause we bought like another like six pounds of juice yeah. to, to add. It, yeah. yeah. It was like, I'm just going to turn around and drink a different beer. <laughs> I've, ha I've had the same problem with frozen fruit. Yeah. I've, I used frozen strawberries in one. And it, strawberries? Same thing. it yeah. came out just bitter. What do you think and it, it is then? Because I knew strawberries never come through very strong. So do you think it's the I've, had luck with, I've had luck with both frozen strawberries and frozen raspberries. Okay. but Frozen raspberries never gave me trouble. From what I researched, you you got to overdo it almost like you're trying to make like a, a smoothie sour or a fruited sour. Yeah. But you can't let that beer sit on it that long. Okay. You just got to get it enough. Like, like a tea bag, you put the same amount of tea, but if you want it strong, you leave it sit in there longer. Steep Not it. you take it out, yeah. you know, early, but it seems like now I did the raspberry after the fact did the same process that I just explained Overdid the raspberries, but just dumped it. Yeah. We did a, a citra, raspberry citra blonde ale and it came out great like wanted it to be like a juicy end of summer crusher and it was yeah and that's what i was going to ask you how did you bounce back and clearly you 
just sacked up and said, I'm going to try it again, man. Added more fruit. Yeah. That, that's what it was. Added more fruit, but less time. And it, it worked. So it kind of sounds like you have to like dare yourself almost to come yeah, back and try it again. I don't think I'm brewing that wheat beer though. <laughs> <laughs> if so, it's probably going to be a five gallon batch. Yeah. So Maybe try it. Try a small one. Yeah. Hey, I'll, I'll be honest. Just bring it to us, man. We'll drink it. <laughs> hey, I need help drinking all the beer because I can brew a ton of beer. Yeah. But I'm trying to cut down a little bit. I gained a little too much weight. So it's preaching to the choir, I, yeah. I, church, I church. Need, uh, I definitely need help help drinking it so hey man you got two uh pretty strong eyelids here that are going to help you drink that beer if you ever want to get rid of it. bring growlers over whenever you want and just fill up man oh yeah man if it's mine's empty if it's like this man we're going to be over a lot there might be a little little left oh there you go top yourself off so i got i got a quick question okay do you have a favorite style and a least favorite style that you brew i can take a guess at your favorite dude i love hazies like it's just night and day like everybody's like oh Yeah. Well, you're adding so much stuff to them, and you can add hops at any point. Right. Like, we're literally adding hops in the mash tomorrow for our brew. Yeah. Like, in, in the mash. We've we've added them in the fermenter and racked off beer from the boil halfway through the boil and put it on. It's called dip hopping. Oh, and okay. And you can turn, like, a crappy hop into something that's, like, very fruity. Like, oh, cool. it's crazy. There's a lot of breweries that do that, mm-hmm. but... um. It's interesting to do and just try all these different techniques. So yeah, hazy hazy IPAs are my favorite to yeah. drink and brew. I think my least favorite to brew is is probably like my Kolsch, but my Kolsch okay. is one of the best beers. Yeah. It's just because it's not much to it. Yeah. I mean, you're not adding a ton of grain, like specialty it's grain. A, it's all about just it's, controlling that temperature and yeah. getting it where you need it. And and then it sits there for six right. weeks and right. it's just like yeah. you know, like I gotta brew so much. I'll probably do a one barrel batch of that this year. Yeah. Just so I have it all summer. Yeah. Like, that's a good idea. Dude, I'm a Kolsch guy. I love Kolsch. It's the, the clean. I don't know, man. It's it's something about that. I've, I've kind of reverted back to uh, the Krispies and very yeah. clean. And I don't know. I, I, I'll have to get some of yours yeah. for sure, man. Summertime, I'm all about the easy drinkers. Yes. And, and that Kolsch, I mean, you just keep crushing it. Like my – it's a – fan favorite because everybody likes it you know some people will come over and not like the hoppies but like the kolsch yeah my dad who was like a pbr drinker now drinks all my sours and loves nice. them yeah and kolsch he's like that's my favorite beer. got him with that gateway drug yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh i'm excited to brew it this year because i'll get to change the water chemistry on it that's right to man. see oh it should dude, be yeah wonderful. yeah and so, you got R- you're starting with ro yep. so it should be I- i'm be looking awesome. forward to doing that and then uh Trying to get a little more head retention on it, and I think it would be like cool, man. Chef's kiss, you know. Hey, man, when it's ready to go, let me know. I I'll, will. I'm swinging through. Absolutely, for yes. sure. Somehow, I got my mom from a blue. Should order blue moons everywhere with yeah. like three orange slices. <laughs> to now she likes hazies. Like if we go to places, I'm like, get this haze. It's yeah. always a tropical. Like this one, she would fucking love. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's weird to see my dad is still yeah. a stickler. Uh, <laughs> he it, he like I mean he'd drink a Kolsch. He would drink yeah. a Kolsch all over the place but he's still into the dad yeah. years the traditional stuff which is fine it's funny he's he like requested me to can him like these fruited sours that yeah, I made. That's i made crazy. it i made uh <laughs> a strawberry sour but i put it on nitro a strawberry Ooh, oh, smoothie nice. sour that would be cool and he's like this is so good it was That'd be cool. it was an awesome beer and it was something that i didn't see like many people doing yeah and um dude it kicks ass but i think it has to be like a very strong fruit like that holds up by itself yeah 
and um, it turned out great. Like I, I love that, that beer. Really I, I I never even thought about having a smoothie sour over nitro. The the, the mouth so, yeah, feel on like it has to a, be just a yeah great idea. But I've, I don't think I've ever had it either. No. There, there's I looked it up online and I was like, there's like two breweries that did it and the reviews are like terrible. And I'm like, screw it, I'm still doing yeah. it. Like yeah. and still uh, try the it. goal was just to smash it with a ton of strawberries, like one fruit that could you know be a smoothie flavor by yeah. itself. Right. You know, ton of vanilla beans, and then still haven't quite got like the amount of lactose to put into beers to really get like a nice like creamy taste. Yeah. Just I never maybe I can't pull it out, but um, regardless, yeah. I, I love putting certain beers on nitro, and that was one of them that just slammed. Like yeah. summer parties, people are like, "This is awesome," but then nobody knows how to pour the nitro beers. Yeah. They're like tilting their glass. <laughs> I'm like, "No, no, 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 no! Just, just, just set it down and just yeah. let it go." And they're like, "But it's all foamy." I'm like, "It's supposed to be." Watch, watch it the ca- cascade. Yeah, watch it cascade. <laughs> like, look at it. Like, enjoy it. Like, you get a the- show before you drink. Oh, yeah, yeah that, that's the fun part. That was the coolest thing. One of the coolest things I got. Uh, I took a trip down to Florida. I have some relatives down there. And I don't. Ha- it got broken, but it was a glass made specifically for nitro canned beers. So it had a little notch here, okay. so you crack it open and put the can and yeah. just put the That's you put sick. your glass down and walk away from it, and it would just fill up and start cascading down. It had a little extra room, yeah, and a break in. And I, I'm going back to Florida. <laughs> gotta get I gotta one. get another one. And uh, if I do, I'm gonna try to bring back a couple because it was just a cool idea. And just watching it, and, and I would do it, and like my wife would be like. You, what do you, I sat down and walk away. She's like, what are you doing? Math magic. <laughs> yeah, like, watch this. One of the things that uh, you probably noticed from my Instagram is that I get heavily obsessed with stuff. I mean, no, I didn't notice at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, when I brewed that nitro beer, I started looking up how to can nitro beer. Yeah. And, like, you can buy the ones with the widget in the bottom. Mm-hmm. You have to buy, like, a pallet of them, and, like, it wasn't, like, worth it. But I started looking up getting liquid nitrogen and yeah. like that's how they dose cans and actually they dose a lot of like just regular like water bottles with a small drop and that's what fills it up oh so okay. like now i'm sitting here thinking i'm gonna go get a you know a, a growler of liquid nitrogen and i'm gonna like hand dose a drop yeah i just get crazy into stuff but <laughs> hey yeah. maybe a couple years from now i'll be canning up the it, man yeah because oh, yeah. i tried to uh fill it in a growler yeah and it I mean, all the nitrogen comes out. I tried to pour it real slow. It it didn't work, but I was like, how can I do this? And how do these breweries do it? And they get a nitrogen dropper right before their canning line, like, puts the lid on. It puts, like, one drop in this, like, like smoke just goes out. And it cans it. Oh, it's it's sick. I always wonder, too, and I'm learning something now because I was always like, you you fill up a water bottle. Like, you refill, like, a Dasani or something. Like, it's it's, it's flat. That's what they do with all of those to get the the pressure. I mean. For shipping and all that. Yeah. it's, It's all these, like. Any bottle or drink that needs to be like pressurized, yeah, they'll put a little bit of nitrogen in it and it puffs it up. Hey, the more you know. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're going through, I mean, you're brewing constantly, clearly, because you're perfecting your craft all the time. Who are some of your biggest allies when you're doing this? Because you, you you said before, you're a dad, you have a wife, you have a whole life on um, professional electrician, like you're doing all that. So who really influences you and supports you through all this? I mean, my wife allowed me to buy everything, so shout out to wives that do yeah, that shit, right? Seriously, I mean, she was in. <laughs> Thank the... you to my wife for allowing me to have all of this. She took, <laughs> she took the trip to Kentucky to pick up two unit tanks after I already had one, and then she took the trip 
and allowed me to bid on the the one barrel unitank and we drove to brooklyn new york in the morning and back the same day that's insane. so like she's obviously the biggest support but then you always got to throw like i'm i'm really close with my parents like they live a mile down the road i have the first grandbabies of the family so like they're always over and my mom doesn't drink beer but i mean she'll support the hell out of yeah. me oh honey you're, you're doing amazing like i could make a crappy beer and she'd love it so yeah. her my dad's always like the biggest critique who's like trying to nitpick you know everything you need, but, you need that though but i mean that. he's always down there when he comes over pouring a beer always and then like does he like not even say hi though like does he like so like my house you have to like come in the front door uh we have like a multi-level house so yeah. it's a couple steps up couple steps down in the middle and then you have to turn around and do more steps to get to the basement which is where the brewery's at so like he just comes up with beers whenever like he watches my daughters yeah a couple days a week i know he's having beers like yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, but i'm i'm glad that's what it's there for yeah. you know like i i don't brew five gallons or ten gallons of these beers and have right. six on tap yeah. to just sit there like and, i and, want people to yeah. drink them and how cool is it that your dad is like one it's, of your biggest it, fans it's awesome yeah and then all all friends i mean they come over drink my brother comes over and drinks everything my one cousin is like who got me into uh loving beer i yeah. go over his house like when i was like real little and he'd have these massive parties and pulling out all these cool labeled beers and everything and i always wanted to be like him so like yeah drinking these craft beers there where you go. i'm like i want to drink those i want to do that so that's what got me started in the craft beer cool, but he comes over and he'll be super honest with everything he's like this is great he's like i'd add a little you know get a little more hopness to this or you know whatever that's, it is but my but fam you, but my you family need that though too yeah. you need someone to be honest yeah, yeah. I, I don't want you to lie to me and tell right. me it's great whenever it's like hey man like carbonation's a little low or like the aroma's not quite there or or, or there's no maltiness like this beer derived from a friend telling me like i was like give me your honest opinion he's like there wasn't really much malt flavor so like if we held this up it's a little darker than like it's not a super light hazy yeah but like i have honey malt in here and a uh, ton of wheat so like i purposely wasn't trying to go light but i wanted that malt flavor yeah. to come through more right. and uh fix that problem Right. Which, which it did. I, I love the taste of this base. That's why I stick with it. Yeah. And just change the hops. That's awesome, man. So are there any current plans you have right now for maybe more of an expansion, maybe a tap room, maybe going pro? Is there any ideas in your head right now? There's a million ideas. Like I said, I get way over yeah. committed to these ideas. There's no plans actually set right now, but something that I wish I would have known in the beginning was if I could have got my brewery license by building it in my garage, I would have. Yeah. Like when I started building that, there was nobody in PA that I knew of that built a garage brewery. Right. Now I'm kicking myself in the ass because I could be selling my beers. I mean, I don't need like super big equipment, but I, at least I could be licensed or, yeah. you know. Right. Um, See so your beer at Mike Beer's, Mike's Beer Barn. Shout out to Mike's Beer Barn. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, I mean, there's a lot of hurdles whenever it's yeah. looking into it. I mean, right now I feel like there's so many new breweries coming out. And it's like, oh, do I want to be that next brewery that just comes out? You really got to smash the beers. It's very intimidating. Yeah, it's intimidating. You really have to have like these lineup of beers to really make right. headway. But then it's also the financial point. Like, it's crazy. dude, like the space <laughs> that you have to 
buy or lease, and then you have to renovate it, yeah. and then the equipment's not cheap. No. And it's like, and how big do you go? What Do you want to have food? There's more problems with food. It's like, it's yeah. like I want to do this, but, like, I don't know what the right path is right now. Yeah. So, like, if if I could set up something where I'm brewing in my garage and I could, you know, ultimately sell my beers but just make enough money to like Break cover the yeah. yeah but like exactly. hey it's it's me just brewing the beers that i plan on drinking and you're having fun and i can and... sell the rest of them you know now they still have to be good beers i can't of be course, putting out yeah. shit beers and like right. expect people to buy them but that would be awesome where mm-hmm. then you could start and get the footprint you know the stepping stone of of getting into brewing getting your name out there maybe building enough recipes where it's like man we could have, you know, so many beers on tap that people like, and you can get money a lot easier once yeah. you're established and there's the demand, you know, open up a tap room or like a, a brew pub. Right. So it it's the thoughts always there. Yeah. It's just it's the, which pathway do I want to take? Yeah. I'm still at the beginning. Like which, which way do I want to go and commit? And there's certain times in like my life too, that gets real busy since I have two little ones. Oh yeah. And then I got, this past Christmas time, I didn't brew for like two months. Mm-hmm. Christmas was crazy busy for some reason. Yeah. Like the holiday was crazy. So I didn't touch anything for like two months. Did you get real antsy? It was just like, <laughs> it was very frustrating. Cause like the only time that I could like do something in a brewery, I just wanted to sit down and relax. Yeah. It was like, damn it. Like, am I going to get away from this? Like, is this what's happening? Like, like we, we say goodbye. Yeah. And I was like, no, no. So like <laughs> we're, we're back full in it. I think I already have three brews this year, nice. which is more than, uh, I have like, you know, brewed in months. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pumped to, to get back in there. You lose knowledge too, if you don't brew. And that's the crappy part. It's like, <laughs> you almost forget steps when you're yeah. brewing. Not like you forget like, Oh, I forgot to mash, but it's like, I didn't take my pH reading or, you know, like I didn't take a pre-boil gravity, like it's just little, little things thing, like that. Yeah. You're like, crap, I know better to do that, mm-hmm. but it, it's good to get back in the routine and yeah. it just, then it becomes routine and you right. just do the stuff without even knowing. Yeah. And I, I, I can, I can say this and I think I'm speaking for everyone's in here. Uh, nothing is as cool as seeing someone that you have just met drink your beer and they light up like a christmas tree it's the best thing having a party and, yeah. and like a beer gets kicked and it's like hell yeah and everyone's talking <laughs> yeah. about it no, i can so make a new good. one yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. well th- that too it's like all right when i have too much on on tap and it's like i need to brew another one it's like party time oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's kick some of got these kegs fire let's, in the back yeah. and we got yeah oh, yeah dude it's gotta be so much fun so we are going to move into a little thing we like called the lightning round. So, and you've watched us, you listened to I us have, a little bit. I'm we pre- are a combat sports focused podcast. Hell yeah. So we are going to fire some questions off at you and we're going to go back and forth. I'm going to go first. I'm going to go second. We're going to fire them out until we're out of questions and you're out of brain cells. Are you uh, ready? Uh, I'm ready. I'm taking first. Who's your favorite pro wrestler of all time? Undertaker. Oh, favorite finisher of all time. Chokeslam. Favorite Attitude Era wrestler can be from WWF, WCW, or ECW. Oh. Other than The Undertaker because he was there. Yeah. Can I do like a group? Yeah. So like, favorite faction? Can we do fine. like the Wolfpack? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, NWO. I was yeah. little. Like, that was the that shit. Was, man. Like, <laughs> was still in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Correct. Fo, 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 <laughs> and Undertaker I, just got announced for the Hall of Fame. Yeah. This, well, 
No, I showed our handle when we were recording this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> whoops. See you in the future, guys. <laughs> uh, most hated wrestler of all time. Oh, man. That changed, but Kurt Angle was on that list for a while. Oh, man. I was on, like, the the suck it. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like you suck. Yeah, you yeah. suck. Yeah. I, I was on that for a while just because he, he thought he was, like, so, so the shit, you know? Yeah. Like, you suck. <laughs> I loved it, man. Yeah. Your favorite match of all time? Um, so I had to look this up. I don't know the match, but it was when the Undertaker threw Mankind off oh, the yeah. cage into. Sell. Yeah, that was yeah. in Pittsburgh. Was it? Yeah, you're, I didn't you're even the know. second person so yeah, far, I, and on, and that's the we went back and did a retro episode, and that's yeah. the one we featured. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like I'm an Undertaker. I, I love Undertaker and Kane, dude. Yeah. When we were little, it was like choke slamming everybody on beds. Like that was <laughs> yep. it, and it was just like you you couldn't. Uh, be doing Undertaker's finisher to kids no, because yeah, it was yeah. like, yeah, you're gonna break somebody's neck. And if you had, <laughs> like, like, if one of your friends could actually sell it too, where they yeah. jump with you, yeah, and, yeah, it was. But awesome. it was like the the choke slam was good. It's like you got a bed, mom. I can yeah, choke slam somebody. Going to the back, we're good. Dude, I choke slam are... my dog into bed to this day. <laughs> <laughs> those guys are so badass. So if you could have a beer with any wrestling personality, it's dead or alive. Who would it be, and what would you drink? Stone Cold, and I'm crushing Coors Light, man. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> ah. I can't believe you're the first person to say that. I kept waiting for yeah. someone to to bring it up. because, Dude, without a doubt, I don't yeah. care what beer, but Coors Light would be like the ultimate. Yeah. If we do the Skull Crusher IPA, mm-hmm. uh, dude, we can, we can crush that too. But his choice, but Coors Light, man, bring out that truck, and let's just... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Spill them all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> He'd drink like one-sixth of those things. <laughs> Bathe himself. So we are going to go into a break. And uh, just to let you know, we're actually in a partnership with a bunch of other podcasts on Twitter. Sure, so sure. there's a shout-out to a podcast called Unsheft. Uh, and we've been featuring ads, but I want to make sure that everyone knows this one's very sig- significant to me because – uh, Brendan from Unsheft has done a lot for us and for indie podcasts. So uh, he brings you a weekly Unsheft podcast where he unpacks the history behind what ends up on our plates in hopes that we all become better foodies. Uh, the podcast is full of great conversation, interesting interviews, and best of all, food. Thick men, we love food, and that oh, podcast is all about it. I'm hungry. Exactly. <laughs> and it makes you hungry too. It's a great podcast. Uh, and we're gonna put some sponsors in here too. So, and if you you know support our sponsors, you support us, and we support us, we're bringing some pretty cool stuff like talking to Dem Bones Brewing. So we'll see you on the other side. Yes, sir. Hello, everyone. This is Brendan from the Unchefed Podcast. Each week on Unchefed, we unpack a topic regarding the politics and history of our plates in the hope of becoming better eaters. That's Unchefed, available now on your preferred podcast network. Nice ink, Adam. Yeah, I got your name on my ass. <laughs> uh, I was talking about your forearm, though. Oh, yeah. Well, I've been taking care of it. Yeah, it looks great, man. Uh, what, are, what are you using? I'm using Lucky 13's Tattoo Cleanser and Healing Ointment. This ointment is incredibly fresh and invigorating. It effectively removes all surface oils and dirt while not dehydrating your new tattoo. Dude, I actually got some of Lucky 13's Tattoo Balm. It's all natural, not oily, and applies easily. The balm improved my color and definition, and the vibrance on this ink makes it look like it's brand new. Oh yeah, man. I found their products after taking their online quiz, and it pointed me in the right direction. Hey, guess what? And right now, if you use our promo code, MATA193529, you can save 25% on your entire order from their site. From the first line of your tattoo to the first year of your tattoo and beyond, Lucky 13 has you covered to keep that ink looking fresh. 
Welcome back. Hopefully you heard something you like, because again, when you support our sponsors, you support us. And when you support us, we're bringing some pretty cool stuff, like talking to Dembones Brewing. And don't forget about the Unchefed podcast. So we have crested over into round two, and you continue to bring us some fabulous beers. I'm excited hey. for this one. So it is round two. You brought some more beers, put them together. All right. Call so round two beers. This is the second edition, man. This is the uh, the Citra Galaxy. So this one features the, the Galaxy Hop. Same everything else, except the percentage extra of Citra that I put in the all Citra is Galaxy. So this awesome. features Galaxy. Um, I think you guys are going to like this nice. one. We were talking about it, and yeah. I thought I thought you were brewing that this weekend. I didn't know we got to try it. Nice. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. They're, they're both because it's the split batch. So I'll brew, nice. you know, 10 gallons of this. Yeah. And then in the fermenters, dry hop with different hops. Nice. And it's That's nice because cool, I can brew, get two different hazies, yeah. but like, That's you're right. going to, I don't have to be careful. You you're going to notice a significant difference in taste. Okay. Oh no, this can. Oh no. The sound effects. There it's we how go. we get paid. That's right. I got the, I got the first one. <laughs> I was going to say that. I don't know what happened to that can. My lord, it, I can already tell just by the color. Does anybody need some more? Oh no, I'm, this is still. I'll, I'll take a little bit. See, here's the hard part. When we get in the second side here, I have to sneak sips in, and you'll see why. Yeah, you talk a lot. I do. I do a lot of talking <laughs> in the second half. Not that you talk a Matt, lot, but you, you have, talk too much. No, you, you, you have never to talk shut up too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to talk a lot. Just, just a little bit. Oh man. Yeah. So yeah. galaxy, like you say. The earthiness of the new galaxy crop comes yeah, off to me almost like a nuttiness yeah. in parts, like almost like a just a tad of peanut flavor for some yeah. reason. And that's how I can like pick out galaxy from twenty twenty one. See, this this is when it comes to a hazy, this is the flavor profile that I'm really interested in. Yeah. When it gets really into that like cresting towards like Idaho, kind of that very earthiness. I love that, and this yeah. and this delivers so this, this galaxy. galaxy it's it's real earthy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's maybe that little bit of citra that still kind of rounds out some of the fruitiness Pushes in it. it a little bit, a little yeah. bit. It kind of like edges. It's like, hey, you're still there a little yeah. bit, but then you get that like real earthy taste, and uh, but it's I still like it. Like it's yeah. it's a great. I hit that combo. I do the citra, then I do the galaxy. Every time I drink beer, it's like that's the one two punch right there. Nice. So we are going to move into uh, the social media smackdown. And well, you know, we, I, me, I didn't, didn't post one because he's a lazy motherfucker. I got lazy. Whoops. I got lazy. You got busy. Yeah. Uh, the crippling responsibilities uh, of life. I have kids and a job. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the feel, good the good I thing feel. though is I don't care about our fans. That's mad, everybody. <sighs> I care about them. I care about them so much that I went and stole some shit from our friends over at Casting I'm, Views. I'm tracking. <laughs> I'm tracking down professional actors. Boo! <laughs> I'm so busy talking to my famous <laughs> friends. I'm Hollywood now. <laughs> I have a casting director that I answer to. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty nice. I'm signed with CAA. Big it's time. me. <laughs> Getting big time. It's me, and he's going to get on that couch. That's why I grew this hair out. Yeah. <laughs> Give me something to pull. So I did steal uh, a social media smackdown from Casting Views. Uh, they had a great episode out where they talked about weird ways to earn money online. And they had three of them, and they put them out to all their fans, like which one was the weirdest one. So it was uh, selling farts in a jar. Oh, my God. I uh, heard about that. Yeah. Selling used bathwater and then selling fresh air. 
the selling fresh air one. Isn't like, that from like China? The, the uh, fresh air? No, that would make sense. It's no, it's from. Uh, it's I think so it's from. Polluted. I think it's Irish. Is like, it? Yeah, like Ooh. like a like a local proletariat or whatever. Like it was like like I'll capture the air for you and yeah. I'll bring it to. you. So, but their fans came in rock solid for selling farts in a jar. Like <laughs> that, <laughs> we watched Ninety Day Fiance, and that's. What that's the girl her. was from, yeah. and like I heard this story, and they're like, "Yeah, it's ninety day fiance girl," and she was like a psycho on TV, and now she's like selling farts in a yeah. jar. It's like I could definitely only, succeed in that if anybody wanted a fart in a jar. It, and it only lasted for one week because she thought she farted herself into a heart oh attack. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But, but she it ended up just being like acid <laughs> reflux. It's like, oh, you could talk to me about acid yeah. reflux. It's way different. Also, you tapped out. Way too early. Yeah. You were in the first round. They barely got a rear naked choke on you. You're like, it's too much. It's too much. Hit, <laughs> me, hit me after a Didn't party down made... here in the Jojitorium. I'll give you something to sniff. She made like 40 grand. Dude, she was in making like the, money in a week. In a week. Yeah. It's like, man, feed me beans and beer and I'm good. That's all I'm saying. Oh, what a I tough can, life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could do oh, it. Sorry. And if anyone wants to buy those weird farts in a jar, I can tell you right now, my supply severely outweighs the demand. No, no, don't, 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 <laughs> tell, don't tell them that. You know what's terrible is like, she's getting like praise for this, but if I fart at home, it's not praise. No, like, exactly. it's like, you're disgusting. We need equality. <laughs> like, that was quality right yeah. there. That is a double standard. You know, here's a funny story. My daughter now blames every fart on the TV. Yeah. Because I told her one time it was the floorboard, and if she farts or I fart, she'll go, I think that was the TV. I'm like, that's my girl. That's right. right. <laughs> I taught my kids snitches get stitches. <laughs> I, I bought her Sour Patch Kids at a Walmart because my wife said, you can't have that. So I bought them. We went around to the back of Walmart and ate them together. And she came out and she was like, we did something naughty, mom. I was like, oh. <laughs> you can't tell mom can't if tell we're going to do something fun. So speaking of doing something fun, we are in the second round here. And this is one of my favorite things to do is to pit my best friend against the guests we bring on and unfortunately you're in the hot you, chair i hate that you do this to me why it's just a lot of pressure you're really good at it you're three and one i try i try you're, i mean i was just happy i beat goodfellow that was a lot that yeah that's a big one dude you play it off like you're so bad but you just like are sitting back <laughs> and you're like yeah i know that answer yo i know that one i know that one i've been you watching you a... gave him like a four nothing lead yeah and, and then, then just came back and just yeah, like dunked on whitewashed him, <laughs> him like naked lapped him it was like <laughs> I'm like cool. I'm gonna get crushed. I've been, I've been watching a lot of pop culture since. Uh, Perfect. Hit, yeah. And also too, I've been upsetting Adam a lot because I've been picking topics that he's like, I don't know shit about magic, <laughs> and I don't know shit about Taylor what? Swift. Taylor's. Oh, oh no, he's a lot about Taylor Swift. Yeah, that's that's a fetish. So, <laughs> with a name like Dem Bones, I'm gonna assume I could be wrong. I could be right that you. Like horror movies, horror culture. So I watch all that stuff, yeah. but it's getting the time to sit down and watch yep. all that stuff. Like I love American Horror Story. Perfect. We watched all of those and like binge watched them. Nice. So if you are down with some horror, I actually have some horror trivia for you and Adam to kind of go over here. Boy. Yeah, and, and Adam likes to. He, he fancies himself a horror junkie. I say I am, but this is going to put it to the test. I'm sure you <laughs> pulled some random ass shit. I definitely do. And that's only to make it fun. Yeah. It's, it's oh, absolutely. Rise keep it to the top. So uh, you guys have to decide who goes first. And then I'll start getting into the rounds. Visitor, visitor first. Visitor yeah. goes first. So go we first. are going to break it down in three rounds. If I can quote, uh, was it Guy Fieri? Yeah. Yeah. Break it down. Three rounds. <laughs> Jeez, was that a 
guy's grocery can yeah yeah 100 <laughs> oh yeah talk about a horror yeah <laughs> take me to flavor town daddy <laughs> So, <laughs> Flavortown's worth a lot of money. Flavortown does a lot of weird <laughs> shit, too. Uh, so, there's going to be three rounds here. There's going to be multiple choice, a little bit of this or that, and there's going to be a final question. Right. Okay, so you're going to kick it off in multiple choice. So, the way this works is I'm going to pitch you the first question. I'm going to give you the choices. And if you get it right, you get first crack at the bonus. Now, All if right. you miss that, I don't get a chance to steal the whole thing. All right. Okay. So, uh, oh, well, Got to get it out, man. Got to. Those hazies are crushing me. <laughs> oh, they bring the burps. They bring the burps. So, hometown director George A. Romero's cultural hit, Night of the Living Dead, had many quotable lines. Please finish this one. They're coming to get you. Sarah, Patricia, Barbara, Diane. Uh, I have no clue, but we're, we like Diane. Adam. Barbara. Correct. Man. Now, don't worry. Who gets the bonus now? I get the bonus? You get the bonus. First bonus. bonus. Another hometown boy, Tom Savini, brought his vibrant and violent take on this Romero classic in what year? 1989, 1999, 1994, or 1990? Run those back. I'm sorry. I thought they were going to go in increasing years and you got them all over the place. That's what I did on purpose. Yeah, try it again. Just hit me with those four options again, please. 1999, 1994, 1990. 1990. Correct. I thought it was 89 or 90. I couldn't. You are taking it. It's a 2-0 lead. Don't worry. That's all right. I I didn't have high hopes. You went zombies first. That wasn't fair. Man, I I did not have high hopes. (laughs) I'm just going to drink my beer. (laughs) That's the beauty of this. You can still have fun. I'm I'm enjoying this. I'll get it wrong, but I'm I'm winning. Absolutely. I'm losing because I don't get to drink. It's a lot of talking. So, Adam, it's back to you. Mm. Horror can get pretty meta at times, and Cabin in the Woods from 2011 is a staple of such a cinematic approach. Much of the disappointment of a master operator, what mythical creature is at 500 to 1 odds? Unicorn, mermaid, pegasus, or wizard? Oh, between two. I'm going to go unicorn? Wrong. Is it mermaid? It is mermaid! I've actually seen that movie. Yes. So, oh, yeah, because then the wicked ass looking mermaid. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he yeah, sprays yeah, yeah. it because it's hard to clean up and they don't yeah. want to launch them. That's why they bury them in the, in, the, in the cubes. So, first crack of the bonus question to tie it up. Richard Jenkins stars as Gary Sitterson in Cabin in the Woods, but before he made horny teenagers into human kebabs, he was giving inspirational speeches in movies. What creature did his dad say he couldn't fucking be during one of those inspirational speeches? A crocodile, snake, a dinosaur or Fred Durst? A dinosaur. That is correct. Damn. Oh, so man. That's We're from Step Brothers. I know. Yeah. I was ho- well, I didn't know. I was like just like, well, the only thing that I could think of is Step Brothers. Wonderful. I got to take small little pieces and just try and correlate them. You got it, man. Swing for the fences. All right. Well, here's an opportunity to piss Adam off a lot because if you answer this question right, he's going to melt down. So the murder dolls were a horror punk outfit headed by Wednesday 13 and the late great Joey Jordan's of Slipknot fame. Finish this lyric. And I wish I may, I wish I might taste blood tonight. Find me a cold dead corpse tonight. Grab your neck with all my might. Play a CD for my self-indulgence. Probably tight. Oh, dude, I have no clue. I'm j- I can't even repeat any of those, so I'm just going to go with B. <laughs> and that's correct. <laughs> Look at you, man. 
And I wish I may, I wish I might find me a cold dead corpse tonight. It's from Grave Robin USA from their uh, debut album. So first crack at the bonus question. You have a three to two lead. Wednesday 13 is in a ton of bands, but which of the following isn't one of them? Hansel and Gretel, Manic Spider Trash, Frankenstein Drag Queens from Planet 13, Grave Robin Psychobillies. The Frankenstein, I don't remember what the rest it was. You're wrong, unfortunately. Yes. I I don't know this either. Can I have the choices again? Hansel and Gretel, Manic Spider Trash, Grave Robin Psychobillies. I hope it's A. That's a lame ass. That is actually a real band that he is part of. Uh, He's also the lead guitar player in Manic Spider Trash, and his first band ever was the Frankenstein Drag Queens from Planet 13. You still carry a three to two lead. I don't know how. Into the second round. I gotta get two of these. So, we're gonna move into this or that. So, oh, God. Let's do it. Let's do it. I got much better odds now. Yes. Horror movies are incredible because you often find yourself rooting for the villain or at least wanting to see new interesting ways to see victims die. But who has more kills? Who is better than the other? I'm going to pitch you guys two horror movie icons, and you have to pick who has the higher kill count. And there's no chance to steal because, of course, there's only one option. This is cool. I like this. So it's on you? Yep. Wonderful. Because you only had three first round questions? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's you. Six if you count count all the bonuses. But yeah. So it's three to two. Pennywise, the clown, mm-hmm. from the new It, Ooh, nice. chapters one and two, the one. Okay. versus the creeper from Jeepers Creepers. I, all of them. All of them. The creeper. That is correct. Pennywise clocks in at 10. The creeper clocks in at 20. That was good. That's it? That's he it. He killed that whole busload of kids. No, he didn't. Well, not all of them. He killed about half of them. Should have. Yeah, he should have. <laughs> Jaws versus Norman Bates. I don't even know who Norman Bates is, but we're Psycho. Gonna... Okay. Norman Bates. Jaws. Damn it. Clock at 21 to 20. So it was a very Ooh, that's... yeah. I didn't very know Norman close. Bates had that. I don't feel as bad about getting that no. wrong now. I would have guessed Jaws, but I thought Norman Bates had like I was gonna say Jaws just because I didn't know who Norman Bates was, but then it's like, oh no, I'm I'm gonna go with him. That was a good guess though. I mean, you're talking Sorry, about one so kill. I feel better about that one. If they had a smaller boat, you know, Jaws probably would have got more people. <laughs> yeah. Damn Jaws. The Invisible Man, the original Invisible Man, versus Jigsaw. Ooh. The original Invisible Man. Yes. So like one movie. Yes. Versus Saw. Oh, uh, you're you're picking you're pick you're you're picking how many movies. That's so smart. Oh, man. I feel like it's a trick question, but I'm gonna go with Jigsaw. You're wrong. Wow. Uh, the invisible, the, Jigsaw, the invisible Man actually doubles I hate the Jigsaw. Man. He loves that I, I have do. That I love the Invisible Man. Jigsaw clocks in at 60 over his story arc, and the Invisible Man clocks in at 122. Wow, that's in like, one movie? In one movie. Dude, I gotta watch that. But maybe yes. I don't hate that movie. It's like big time, league, big leagues compared big to leagues. like our it's last few questions. Yeah. <laughs> so, Candyman versus Leatherface. Oh, I didn't see Candyman. We're not talking about the new ones. So the yeah. new Leatherface that debuts on Netflix, yeah. not included. The okay. new Candyman, not included. Okay. Um, we're going with Leatherface. You are correct. Leatherface clicking in at 30. Candyman clicking in at 22. 
It's pretty close too. I, I mean, I mean, it, on it, that one. Yeah. I obviously never seen Candyman, but I'm like Leatherface. I'm like, it kills a lot of people. A lot yeah. of people. So I'm like, and brutally too. Yeah. It's like he doesn't kill a ton in any one movie, but there's so many movies, and he gets at least like at two least or three. Two, yeah. There's always one he brutally injures that gets right. away. Right. Yeah. Um, let's see here. It's on Adam, and mm-hmm. it's four to two. Four to three. Is it four three? Four three. three? He, he got the first uh, this or that. That's question. right. Yeah. Yes, so it's four to three. three. So thanks for keeping score. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I got you. I'm not. I'm not going to take a uh, a false win. You know. You could have. Could have. But then it just brings it back to Squid Games. You know. <laughs> Is this the last one? Like, <laughs> Is this the last this or that? No. Oh, okay. Uh, Pinhead versus Freddy Krueger. Oh, you motherfucker! See, the Hellraiser movies are so drawn out, but then there were those shitty ones, and I don't know if he just so it's Pinhead himself, yeah, like killing the people. Yes, Freddy Krueger. You're right, thirty-five to thirty-three. So this is easily my favorite, this or that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Me too. Like, this is awesome. Oh, it's tough. You got them all real close. It's yes. not like super yeah. obvious. I was just like, there's a lot more Hellraiser movies, but like the one I wanted to make completely lopsided was Invisible Man and Jigsaw. Yeah. <laughs> and you got me. <laughs> and you got me. Gotcha. So we're tied uh, four to four, which is fantastic. This is working out how coming, I planned. Coming down to it. Ghostface from Scream versus Chucky from Child's Play. Uh, Scream. Correct. Forty-two to forty. Oh wow, that's close. That's thought, really too. close. Yeah. That was my guess too, but I, that's way closer than I thought. So five to four. You got little legs; it's hard to catch on. It, 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 it is. It is. Michael Myers versus Jason Voorhees. Fuck. I looked this up once too, like mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah, and you looked it up once too. Whenever we had a big uh, horror movie showdown. Showdown. Yeah. yeah. Damn it. We including the new Halloween movie? It, all of it. Oh, man. You might have caught him. Yeah, there's like... I'm going to go with my favorite. Against my better judgment, I'm going to say Jason Voorhees. You're correct. Ah. Uh, Mr. Voorhees is clocking in at 146 kills, nice. confirmed to Michael Myers 121 over the entire story arc. Wow. So what we're carrying, 5 to 5. I'm really, I'm really happy that Halloween kills sucked. Yes. So I didn't pick Michael Myers. <laughs> Fuck you, Activia. <laughs> So we're moving into the final question. And so the points actually don't even matter. No, it just comes down to this. comes down to this. Are we tied? Tied. Five to five. Now, you made, this way. he made a complaint the last time I did this. We're like, you're just making these fucking totals up. So I didn't do that. I didn't, I didn't say you were making the totals. Complaint. I said you were ripping off other podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Steve from Hop Nation. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is. I should is, be original. I am original now. Okay. Here we go. So the final question, or should I say Questions. So each of you are going to get a junket of questions, and you have to tell me which one is false. Three statements from horror movies. Like you have a, to tell me like which one's hockey. false. It's I would like, have rather just do, the one or, one or done question. I was mm. studying up on my box office. Uh, <laughs> Totals. <Yeah. laughs> Here comes the curveball. So uh, I think you, you went first uh, at the beginning, so I think, Adam, it's only fair that you go first now. Whatever you think, host. Thank you. So, Adam... Listen carefully. These are either true or false. There's only one false statement here. Okay? Got it. The stars of the Blair Witch Project were given their instructions for the day via GPS trackers and drop spots. Aliens, sequel to Alien, took three years to make. Jaws doesn't fully appear in one shot of the film until one hour and 21 minutes into the movie. Which statement is false? False. 
I'm between two of them. Okay. Um, but I'm, man, that seems insane. I just watched the documentary on it. Three years seems like a really long time. I know it took a long time for Aliens, but I think three years they would have got their funding cut. So I'm going with that. It is correct. That is false. However, it's false for different reasons because it actually took seven years due to com- no way. due to complications in funding and legal red tape. So you are correct, but correct for the wrong, for the wrong reasons. reasons. <laughs> well, I knew they had a problem because they filmed it all in England and like yep. the film crew wanted to take tea time all the time. Mm-hmm. They went over budget yeah. and then lawyers yeah. came in and Gigi Geiger was like suing I everybody. Yeah. freaking idea it took yeah. seven years. They didn't get into that in the documentary at all. So to come away with a draw to give Adam his first tie because he's coming at 3-1 here. That would suck so bad having a tie on your record. Mm. I'd fi- you know what? If it comes down to, I'll figure something out. I got a lot of shit. Like click I mean, I would, I would celebrate that as a win yeah. myself. But, oh, you but should. for him, you know, yeah, it's gonna yeah. hurt me. Yeah. So these are your three questions. Going to get you more listens if you beat, if you tie me. Mm-hmm. There's just no pressure. But. <laughs> Psycho with Norman Bates was the first American film to feature a toilet. Count Orlock from Nosferatu only blinks once in the movie. Wes Craven wanted Robert England to get first crack at Freddy Krueger that he waited outside of England's home with a contract and a blank check. So only one's false. Only one's false. Not like I know any of them. I'm just like running through like which one's like the more like exaggerate, exaggerated one that is true. Which one is like middle. It's totally fake. All right. This is for all the marbles. I'm going to say uh, the first one with the toilet. Unfortunately, that is a true statement. American Psycho was the first American film in cinema history that featured a toilet that actually was operable. That one made me giggle. I did not know that. That's freaking... Count Orlock does only blink once in Nosferatu, and it happens about nine minutes before the end of the first half. I would have never... It would have been between... The if you first told one me, and second one, if I, I guessed that never and you guessed told me it was true, I would watch the freaking movie and count. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'd be so pissed. The, the shocker here is Wes Craven actually didn't pick Robert England first. He actually picked a, a British character actor by the name of David Warner. Uh, he wanted David Warner really bad, but David Warner had some other commitments that he, you know, he couldn't get away from. So Robert England was the next in line. And now we like, have a wasn't even a thought in my head. I'm like, uh, contract this and that. It's off to the side. I'm like, the first two are totally too, like things that are going to be wrong they were definitely yeah weirder yeah. so a valiant effort sir hey, hey good job I, on those hey, uh, I'm, true false statements thank so you those are weird facts. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of myself thank you uh successful win on your behalf you know great effort hey for someone who said you here, had no idea what was going uh, on i mean half those were guesses yeah. and like i maybe got like two that yeah. i actually knew come back in for a rematch and hope yeah. it's something i don't like, sure. I will. Or don't know anything. I know about. lots of you. Just like. give me a heads up on the category. I'll start binge oh, watching everything. I'll send you the, the stuff. Yeah. For, yeah. <laughs> I'll binge watch all the movies. So I'm actually going to let you, because you brought three beers. So I'm actually going to yeah. introduce round three beers, but I actually have a little bit left on mine. So what I want to do is while you introduce that one, I'm going to finish this one. So all it was right. round three. Yeah, you brought yeah. more beers, put them together. Yes, sir. Round three beers. That was creative. Right. Got to reach down to get it. And while he's getting it, I would like to let everybody know Round 3 Beers is brought to you by Celebrity Birthdays. (laughs) So we're (laughs) celebrating uh, March 6th when this podcast is being released. Tyler, the creator. Oh. Shaquille O'Neal. Nice. And 
very good friend of the podcast from the beyond, Michelangelo. <laughs> Sistine Chapel in the house, y'all. Yeah, no fucking podcast. Friend of the podcast. Him and Andy Williams, equally friends of the podcast. Also Andre Arlovsky. Also, yes, also <laughs> Andre Arlovsky. I'd say, do we want to rinse these glasses? Because we're going to brown. To brown yeah, yeah, let's do a uh, let's do a little. Uh, how about we how do? We need to edit we'll this do a out? little transition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, glasses clean. Round three beers. What do we got? So I brought you guys a brown ale. Now the labels are handwritten, crappy because. I didn't think I was going to be canning this, but whenever I found out I was coming on, I was like, I got to bring it to them and see oh, what they thank think. Thank you. So this is a brown ale designed to be put into a Maker's Mark Select barrel pick from a bourbon group. Nice. So they reached out to me. They said, can you brew enough beer to fill a 53-gallon bourbon barrel? I said, absolutely, even though it's going to take me three brews, but we can do it. So I designed this beer. I asked them notes for the bourbon. And they said something that would be real complimentary would be chocolatey, honey, and nutty. Nice. So I'm like, all right, brown ale it is. So yep. this guy is extremely roasty. We're coming in at 7.2%. Nice. And um, just think it's, it's, it's going to go into a bourbon barrel. So like, I tried bringing like a ton of extra flavor. Oh, these are... Uh, do- clack. If you ain't drinking during round three right now, I don't know what you're doing. The smell. Grab a beer. The smell, buddy. Just, just, just wait till this gets to you, Adam. T- take off, take off work. I'm gonna pour like Stone Cold. I'm gonna get the remnants of both of these cans. Yeah, it's it's roasty. It's you a got, roasty you boy. You got all you want there, man. Oh yeah, dude. It's, oh my goodness. I mean, no, nah, that ends up being. Pouring I'm a I'm a brown guy. Okay. So I love brown. Right, I, I want your honest yeah. opinion on he it too. There's a little bit more in this here. I'll take it. Wants it? Yeah. If you're at work listening to this, take off work now. Go yeah. get yourself a brown ale. Call off. There's a little bit more here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Little, I need, little oh, bit, yeah. Little I'm going to point that back in there. Put my sit back in. That's incredible. Now, this was not brewed with water chemistry either. This was pre-RO okay. system. Yeah. And actually, when I brewed this beer for this, it was in, I want to say October. Okay. It came out real light, and I was like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. And so I just kind of put it in the kegerator and just let it sit. Now, I this tried is, it. I tried it like a month yeah. or a month after. Oh, it was probably end of January, February. Uh, I pulled this out and tried it. And I'm like, wow, did that condition. Yeah. Like the, the it was so light before. Like the flavor wasn't there. Now it's like a roasty little, little bugger. I, I would say the thing I'm liking most about it is that unlike other browns where the roast is very forward, like the front thing that you're going to taste, this one sticks. Like there's a there's that the caramel to it. It just really it's it's coated my tongue. Yeah. And I'm loving it. I love a good roasty caramel base. This is it, man. Good, so good. I, I'm, this I appreciate is it. the feedback. Yeah. It uh roasted malt in it and then I up chocolate malt too. Yeah. Um there's oh, a little yeah. honey malt and I believe a little, little victory, a little victory thrown in there to try nice. and get some like nuttiness, a little bit. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I, I get like the roastiness up front, like Matt was saying, and then like chocolatey, and then strong caramel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that caramel like turns into a nuttiness, and almost like a, it's probably the honey. Almost gives me like I know there's not vanilla in it, but it gives me like a. 
Almost yeah, the finisher. It, yeah. it does have a vanilla now that yeah. you said it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, Just right that at the end. It gets like twinge su- of sweetness. Sweet, like yeah. a sweet vanilla honey yeah. combo. Yeah, I, I right totally after the get that. Yeah. Really good, good, man. Solid. It's so good. What was this again? Seven. Seven point two. So like doesn't sneaky drink, seven two. Yeah. I wanted it to be hev- heavier on the alcohol, but I was like thinking about mashing in higher to try and keep some of the sugar in it because it was going in the bourbon barrel. Never put anything in a bourbon barrel before. Yeah. So I kinda had to like research stuff. I didn't quite follow everything that they say. Yeah. But I wanted the beer to come out good too, like to start. So I'm like, all right. 7.2 keep it high alcohol it'll help you know suck up some of this wood flavor and everything that it's got and then also if i can keep i have to look up what this finished at but it, i know it's a little sweeter yeah um and uh hopefully that balances out the bourbon that it takes in i think that'll really help for sure it, once it hits the barrel. and i i tried so i i bought one of the bottles of maker's mark that was part of this barrel pick and it's like spice Ooh, oh, like, yeah. like, like, it just like a spiciness from like an apple pie, kind of. Okay. Oh my god, it just goes like a, a. It's so light though. So like, I'm like, this is gonna be great. Yeah. Going with a dark beer, it that Maker's Mark, it smells so thick, but it drinks light and it's just crazy spicy. It's just like a party in your mouth. Like awesome. So I put a couple drops in this the other night to see like how it would go, and it turned into like a graham cracker. I was like, oh, holy man. crap. I'm like, I, I can't wait to put this with, like, a little wood hints in it and yeah, everything. Absolutely. So I don't know how long it's going to sit, sit, honestly. It'll be one of those things we'll pull it whenever it tastes good. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just so keep checking it. I'm not even sure where I'm putting it. So <laughs> Please let us know. <laughs> Please let us know. <laughs> uh, uh, well, we're going to do bottles. We'll bottle yeah. it. We're going to do a red top wax for it to, nice. for, like, nice. Maker's Mark. Um and uh can you please go overboard on one of them like that viral picture or the ones like just completely like <laughs> halfway DQ-coded. coded it'll be the last one when i have a like way too much wax left and it's just like <laughs> pour it all the way down to the bottom give it to that one friend yeah. that talks too much shit like this one's for you so like this probably won't i i just gave these beers to the gentleman who runs the group and uh i want to hear what he has to say yeah. about them and as long as he gives me the go then i'll be planning the day to do I'll be day. I'll be brewing twenty four hours straight. That's <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah, and I might so like my rim system that I have for my mash is separate controller than my boil kettle, so I can technically have a mash running yeah. while the boil. Oh, but, nice. Yeah. Um, I would have to just heat up that uh, hot liquor tank while I'm like sparging. Right. Yeah. So right. like once it goes, try and heat that up real quick. To get it to mash, mash temp, yeah. maybe not boil right away, but then get that in the yeah. mash, get that going, and then I'll start to boil. It, it'll be like some crazy scientist shit that I'm trying yeah. to like. Literally, this segment of time has to be this. I'll need like three people on hand. So yeah. like, if you're down to drink for 24 hours, like let's do it. Never not. Uh, never <laughs> not down to drink. <laughs> time? What's that? Time's a contract. Maybe we'll do like a, a brewathon. Like we'll do a charity and we'll do a live yeah. stream. Yeah, there we go. Decaying with the boys and like. Hey man, don't don't tease me with a good time. Like, like, <laughs> like donate now and we're gonna do a shotgun. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you'll be like, uh, oh, who was the comedian that did all the old telethons? Oh, Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis. Yeah, be Jerry Lewis. Yeah. Man. Oh. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could definitely and do set that. Right up next to the kegerator, you'd be oh, perfect. Fuck. 
I'm a carnival barker too, man. Yes, you are. And then I hear you're a great cleaner too. I he am. I the am. The only thing he does well. In a <laughs> That's the only thing. <laughs> I, I got can do. Uh, some glass in there for you to sweep up. Yeah, we. Uh, I know. We God. gronk spiked the glass in there. No, we clean. didn't gronk spike. He gronk spiked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He defeated you in trivia, and he was like, this is what you get. Celebration time. <laughs> Off camera, the celebrations are real. <laughs> they are. The Joe Torium is fierce. <laughs> so we're going to sip on this delicious brown ale, uh, and we're going to go into one of my favorite segments now. It, so When I have skilled brews in front of me, as a guy who wants to learn more about how this all works, I like to get you guys into the brewer's advice corner. So I'll reach out to the depths of the internet and i found some questions to pose to you guys i want to see your takes on them and hopefully i learned something because i, I want to be better at this i don't want to be just a cleaner yeah, i want to learn keep trying i'm trying you're a great so, podcast host. just hang your hat on your your, your voice is yeah. beautiful i know Thank it's been you. brought up twice already but <laughs> as soon as i heard it i was like i got like this turd like slow voice that comes yeah. out like it's real slow and it's like yours is just like beautiful you know what I appreciate you. That's so. That's the nicest. You know, what? I, I just want to say too, your face is good for radio too, <laughs> not in a bad way, but mostly the mustache. You got it too. Yeah. You know. Thank you, sir. Thank you. So, I guess I reach out to the internet to find some great questions for you guys to pick through. So, number one here, and whoever wants to go first, of course, you just uh, take the lead here. How do you connect your beer to your local community or your groups? And that could be charities or events. Yeah. So for me, I've used the homebrew groups, uh, Trash, Ways, Troob. Um, Troob themselves do a charity event every year, Brewing Up a Cure in October. It's coming yeah. back this year after a two-year layoff because of COVID. Um, so that's like my charity arm. And then just going out to breweries and, you know, uh, meeting people, like you get invited to different events and different uh, pours that you can do. Um, and I'm always willing to take on, you know, new events, whatever events are going on. Check my calendar, make sure I'm not double booking myself. But um, yeah, just keep an open mind and uh, just get out there and talk to folks. Yeah. I think I've had as many events come from just knowing people front of house at breweries yeah. and behind the scenes at breweries as I have through the homebrew clubs. But if you're looking to get started, I don't know what state you're in, what city you're in, join a homebrew club. Uh, they usually will keep you. Also country, country too. We've, 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 uh, we've amassed more country listens as well. We're out there yeah. in France now. Yeah. I have a ton of, you know, European South American followers on Instagram and they're always asking questions yeah because yeah. it's it's not like it is here like yeah i don't know if i have too many south american but yeah europe is like very inquisitive it's it's very like they're the unique ones to do this yeah. and like anybody who homebrews is like destined to open up a brewery it seems like too like because they're the only person who cares about doing it right yeah awesome i actually i need to get into more of those events so yeah. like i've never poured at an event or anything, oh, dude. You'd have and it's so it's much not fun. like I don't want to, or like I'm. I just have never like found them. Mm -hmm. You know, I I think I really started hitting my stride when COVID started. Yeah, yeah. And because I think Taylor happened. hit me up early on, saying like you and him wanted to do one together. Yeah, we we want. I was like, sorry, man. There's nothing this. Yeah. Like, there's just nothing happening this year. Yeah, like I I want to get out and pour my beers for people and um. I did do one uh, charity thing. It wasn't like an event, but uh, beginning of COVID, literally, like 
right when COVID happened, uh, a good friend of my wife's who she worked with, her little girl got diagnosed with cancer and she was the same age as my daughter who at the time was like two. So uh, I'm like, how can we raise money for them during COVID? We can't do like a spaghetti dinner or anything. Yeah. I said, screw it, I'm gonna brew beer. So I brewed, at the time, I think I brewed like 20 gallons worth of Kolsch and I canned them up and we put them on Facebook and said, if you donate $25 or more, I'll donate a four pack to you. Right. I'll gift a four pack to you. Nice. Now we, we sold all of them. I yeah. think we had like 36 or 38, uh, four packs. And I even said the wrong term there. I said sold. So like yeah. we had to take it down on Donated. Facebook yeah. because people were saying, I'll buy a four pack. Yeah. Or, I'll, I'll yeah. take a four pack. And it's like, we're not, we're not selling four mm-hmm. packs. You know, we are, we want you to donate to them. And then I'm going to brew beer and have the beer ready for you. It's a gift. Yeah. Yeah. So like the wording was a big, big thing with homebrew. So it wasn't yeah. selling homebrew, but, um, we ended up raising like, I think over, uh, like $1,200 for them. Oh, damn. Which was great. I mean, there's people who donated and didn't want anything to do right. with the beer right. or, yeah. or just donated because it was a, like a fundraiser. But we almost had to do a second run because we had so yeah. many people who wanted it again. And um, I just got scared whenever it was like, okay, even I was using the wrong terminology saying yeah, like, right. oh, we sold out. And it's like, no, you didn't sell anything. Yeah. Like, right. So we we kind of wanted to take a back step, step back from that. But yeah. maybe like I got to link up with you, man, and, and get these events going. Yeah, for sure. Because and- that'd be fun as hell to roll up to an event together. Oh, yeah. Have me you taylor and uh, a bunch of guys yeah brewing up a cure, everybody man. it's a it's a charity event it's all it's mostly home brewers there's like four to six pro brewers there yeah. that most of them came from these homebrew clubs yeah um but all homebrewers are welcome i'll give you the info yeah as I, soon as signups are open it's funny you mention that because i bought my beer gun off of somebody who helps run that oh, okay yeah. i don't know his name it was so long ago but like, but, like, I mean, I have a jockey box, and I pour draft yeah. off of them, but, like, bringing just cans and putting them in buckets of ice is totally yeah. uh, jockey, when you just do sample pours. Like, jockey box is what I want to yeah. eventually get for yeah. these yeah. events. But, I mean, can, I mean canning is yeah. top-notch. Like, it's, it's – it, I've seen people bring cans and bottles, yeah. and I've, I've done the jockey box, and I've done bottles, and, like – the cans are sometimes like just an easier setup. That's it's like, definitely an easier breakdown. Yeah, I, I helped out uh, with Arboretum because we did the cookie table event, and I helped out Arboretum Trail, and yeah. he was, and we were just going from cans, and it was super smooth, man. And and it was also too like the artwork was out in front. Oh, he has um, great artwork, man. Yeah, so it was just like one of those things, but like it's. You know, the jockey box has advantages. The cans have the advantages. It's kind of like what you yeah, want to do. But... a little more cost with the cans. Yeah. Yeah. But I can see where it's like you're not cleaning a jockey box at the end of the day. Right. Breaking it down. Breaking it down. Loading Getting... kegs in. You got to lift all the ice and all the water. Yeah. Out yep. And all the kegs you got to get back in, yeah. you know. Hopefully not. Hopefully you kick them. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's, always that, always that's the goal. You don't want to come home with nothing. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I mean, to go, not to make this question last forever, but his charity thing reminded me that we did one. Yeah. Ash Brew, uh, 2020, same thing. Um, I was personally affected by, not myself, but somebody in my family mm-hmm. was affected by breast cancer, uh, serious breast cancer uh, scare. Christmas right before COVID hit. Um, so when October rolled around and there's no festivals, nothing, yeah. 
we could do. It's like, let's do a charity run. And just everything we brewed and bottled from September and October, we, again, didn't sell, donated. And I think our little hook was if you, it was ten bucks, five, five dollars, yeah, and you get a sticker, and with your sticker, you get a bottle of beer for every five dollars. Yeah, it's, it's a, it, we kept saying the word yeah. gift. Yeah, it was a gift. gift. So the so the beer was a gift. Along, yes, the sticker is what you were buying for your donation, and then Dude, so I, buying donation like you could use interchangeably. We tried to use donations as yes. much as we could. It's hard because you can't even ask for a donation legally. You're not allowed to ask for anything. It's right. Really, for the beer. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's was, why we wear a like, sticker. Tight. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. And then but, also with the sticker, you get a gift of beer. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, dude, it sounds like we have an October event because my wife is a breast cancer survivor. Oh, let's freaking do it. Yeah. We have a beer. We did, um, so we did like our most popular beers, which is our pumpkin roll stout and our apple fritter. That yeah. We actually brewed the apple fritter twice and yep. let it go into November a little bit just to keep raising money. Um, but then we did a special beer that we just called Bash Cancer, and it was a blonde ale. Yeah. Just a simple blonde ale that we tea. Uh, dry hopped with hibiscus tea. Yeah. So we turned it pink. Yeah, that's beautiful. Uh, I love a colored yeah. beer. Yeah. Yeah, it man, let's do me. it. It was pretty. It we nice we can rent a pavilion at a park. Yeah. Kind of have donations go, yeah, and man. it's like. Have a little party. Yeah, we can take There's, donations online all month. Yep, and like and, and do a little live And we can just have beer sitting there, and if we want to get fancy and get somebody who makes some bomb ass like pulled pork or some barbecue yeah. yeah dude it's a breast cancer event we yeah set in stone it's coming this up to october yeah, so in, 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 in full disclosure my mom dropped the bomb on us christmas of yeah 19 and wow. then not to get too personal yeah. but then my dog died right before covid yep. hit and like it was just tw- a lot dude. early 2020 all of 2020 was a bad year for everybody I feel you, man. It, yeah it sucked um, but mom's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, my wife's and, and six years cancer free. Oh, so awesome. like, it's crazy. Yeah, so yeah, let's. I think we got let's a common do interest. Let's, yeah, do let's do it. I, I felt bad we couldn't do it this year because yeah. events came back right in October. Yeah. And nah, we're we're doing it. We this got booked year. up, but let's do it. This I, year. I I see a big event coming this way. Yeah, I would love to make that for a great. I mean, that was a good beer too. Yeah, I'd love to do that again. My wife has. I mean, she has thirty thousand followers on instagram from breast cancer awareness yeah so like she has all the groups that actually donate to like women who need mammograms and and like like actual things that women need and yes. not just like cancer research that you don't actually know where, where anything's the money's going, going. Yeah. like have you ever heard of like uh it's called like pink shaming or whatever it's like the dollar store sells a pink ribbon but nothing goes towards breast cancer yeah right. yeah it's, it's, like, like, it's like a big sham yeah, yeah it's we, crazy we did our research and we went with um, uh glimmer of hope glimmer of hope. yeah that's yeah. that's the big one that uh my wife has had contact with the owner and she's amazing yeah. she does they so great people. so many great yeah. things for these young women who yeah. are diagnosed because my wife was diagnosed at like 26 mm-hmm. and it's like we had yeah that's of, that's their main focus yeah is, we yeah. had chances of winning the powerball at that odds of like having a, mm-hmm. a girl diagnosed that young it's crazy and but they, and they and on the selfish side of things they pushed us to the moon like every time we like would put anything out glimmer sure. of hope would just push they were it. awesome yeah. yeah maybe we can definitely get something with them going because yeah. that'd be that'd be cool as hell I really and they, like were, that. they were just like any it was a hard decision because i was looking at a bunch of local ones of course i wasn't going to the pink chain like I'll yeah. call them out. Susan G. Coming. Like, yeah. Yeah. No. Hundred percent. So I was like, let's do something local that's going all towards research. And I researched into them, and they basically picked and choosed who really need the money to advance, especially in younger yeah. uh, breast cancer patients. Like, they have great facilities yeah. too. I think it's out in Wexford that yeah. they have like massage therapy, and they offer all this stuff that like 
you may not think it helps, but like these women's bodies are aching. Oh yeah, like yeah. like Beat I up. couldn't hug my wife yeah. with the medicine she was on because it it was like her whole body was bruised. Like all this stuff helps. Reiki therapy, dude. Yep. We had a, a Reiki master come to our house. We made friends with him. Like we'd buy him dinner and and pay, give him a gift card, and he'd come over, and she could breathe. Like yeah. it was like amazing. It's 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 a good good foundation. Yeah, so let's do it. We'll yeah. do a little bring up a cure and do some breast that cancer. Good, yeah, dude. Fundraiser in October. We got October booked. Yeah, sounds good to me, man. Yeah. So we'll go to the later side of the the advice corner, of course, and, and and thank goodness everyone's safe. You know that's that's the major thing here, and and maybe we can use our beard for something good. Hey, yeah, you know? that's even better. Yeah. So how do you guys? come up with the names of the beers because like you you're talking about squid games and then adam and i we get drunk and like throw <laughs> ideas back and forth at each other so like what's the creative process look like for dem bones when you're looking for a name it comes from anything related to the beer okay. so like i have a belgian wit beer that i put out and my dad loves it so it's pappy's belgian wit beer that's you cool. know my wife and i just watched squid games binge watch it so those two were squid games i'm like that'd be so dope yeah you know i'm trying to think uh canine kolsch i mean my dogs were always in the brew it's what happens on and it kind of fits the the beer too nice but um it's just coming up with names that like mean something and relate to kind of the beer cool yeah yeah i mean similar vein for me uh we have a beer named after every one of our pets um, and then we dip into pop culture for some references. Yeah. Um, if it's like for a cause, we do that. Um, but it, I kind of venture down like different avenues for different series of beers. Like, yeah. I have like a couple I name after horror movies, a couple after music references. Uh, just stuff I like because it's just fun to get creative with. Yeah. It. That, yeah, that's then where your, your creative mind yeah. comes. It's so good, it's like things I like and like personal yeah. things. The can me. art and the name is where it's just like, man – whatever you yeah. think is they're still cool or fun or funny like i think the last bastion of expression as a as a brewer to put your there's your still one on that it. i'm researching that yeah we, i swear we're gonna do it at some point this summer if there's a festival lull because i just need to try it yeah and i want to do a pre-prohibition ale nice and just call it the greatest generation for like our grandparents that's cool you know yeah By everybody everybody that was that uh you know yeah in the greatest generation, basically the pre the pre boomers, pre boomers, yeah. See and what they, the see boomers what they, came in and fucked it off. See, see what they <laughs> see what they were drinking with their lack of yeah refrigeration and uh, you know the resourcefulness. Try to try to recreate it and see yeah. what it tastes like. So we are heading towards. Unfortunately, our time is coming to an end here. So I have to ask you, John Dambones, what's on tap at your place, and how can people get a hold of your beer? So at home, we have the three beers that we're drinking right now, and that's all on tap. So we have the, the Squid Games, the Citra, the Squid Games Galaxy, and then the Brown Ale. So that right there is all that we have. Um, if you want to try it, reach out to me on Instagram at Dembones Brewing. Uh, I'd be more than happy to either can some beers up for you or let you take home a growler. So hit me up, and I expect an honest review from it. Oh, awesome. Adam. Ooh. What's on tap, man? So we got the uh, Irish Red Ale on right now. Uh, that's pouring in draft. I can also bottle some up or just come over and have a sample off a of draft anytime you want. Just hit me up on Instagram, much like Dem Bones. And then we also have bottles of Crushed by the Fist of God, our smoked Imperial, uh, Russian Imperial Stout. Cool. So it's nice. a hoppy stout. Uh, nice. Still I had pouring, that last year. Still bottled up. 
we put that in the we had it in the brewery we all sampled that oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I dropped a bunch off. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's what's going on, and uh, we'll probably have a new Hazy coming out uh, right around the t- time you're hearing this. We'll yeah. probably be developing it, so cool. Check it out. Nice. And also, too, we have events coming up in uh, May and June. We're going to be at the Best Brunch Ever, and we're also going to be at Brews and Bruises, so there's tickets still available, I think, for both events. Search those out, and if you want to going on with Adam down here in the Brew Lab, it's at Bash underscore Brew on all social media. That's Facebook and Instagram. He's also on Untapped. Search out Dem Bones on Instagram and Facebook, and he has Dem, DemBonesBrewing.com. That's it. And make sure you grab a Beer Dad shirt like I'm going to once we're done here. And, of course, if you want to go with the boys down here in the Judge Tour, and we are at DecayingWTB on all social media, it's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Send in your questions, comments, and whatevs to DecayingWTB at gmail.com. Don't forget, we drop new audio on Sundays, new videos on Mondays, and listener polls on Tuesdays, if I remember. Sorry. <laughs> so... From wherever you guys are listening to us to where we are in the comforts of the Joe Until next time, cheers. Dennis Guy is a champion. <laughs>